Psalm chapter 84. Now, I want y'all to know, because some of you don't know it, most of you don't know, I, I can write a sermon outline. It looks neat. It's laid out right, and it's, and it's hermeneutically correct and homiletically solid, apologetically in line. And I'm not going to use it. <laughs> Maybe tonight. I just thought I'd point that out, that I can do it. Having a message and having the message are two different things. <laughs> Psalm chapter 84 let's just begin reading in verse 1 how amiable are your tabernacles O Lord of hosts my soul longs yea even faints for the courts of the Lord and my heart and my flesh cries out for the living God Yea, the sparrow has found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in your house, for they will still, for, for they will be still praising you. Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in the Lord. Hmm. Blessed is the man whose strength is in the Lord, in whose heart are the ways of them. Passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. The rain also fills the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appears before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Selah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. I want to read between the sailors <laughs> for a moment. That sailor means the 
best anybody can figure out. Pause and ponder that for a moment, what I've just said. Blessed is the man, verse 5, whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. Who's he talking about? The man who's trusting the Lord. Who, who makes the, well, the, the, the places of Baca a well? The man whose trust is in the Lord. This is not talking about God's job here. It's not talking about what God does here. It's talking about what happens around the man whose trust is in the Lord. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. In whose heart are the ways of them? Who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well, and the rain also fills the pools. They go who? The man whose trust is in the Lord. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appears before God. Oh, Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Father, we thank you today for your presence and for your word, for your spirit. Lord, thank you for your direction. Lord, I pray even now that you would bring an anointing to lips of clay. Lord, that you would make your words alive, quicken them to our hearts. Lord, I pray that only you, and know that only you can make your word alive and make it effective and apply it to our hearts today. Lord, I pray that you guide every step, every word, every direction, and every heart. Give us ears to hear, hearts to receive what you would say to your church today. And we will thank you in Jesus' name. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. And the rains also fills the pools. Psalm 84 is not a psalm of David, the great musician. The Bible calls him the sweet singer of Israel. No, much different. Psalm 84 and 85 and three or four others are the songs, the psalms of the sons of Korah. What do we know about Korah and his sons? And Well, one thing we know about Korah is back from the books of the law that Korah led a rebellion against Moses and Aaron. That the, Korah and his sons were literally doorkeepers of the tabernacle of, in the wilderness. And like so many good people that have an assignment from God that they're not satisfied with, they rose up against God's chosen leadership and came to him and confronted Moses and Aaron in that, who are you that you think you, you're the only one that God's using to lead? Who are you, Aaron, that you're God's chosen priesthood? What about us? And what they confronted really the plan of God. We're just laying a little background here. If you know anything about this situation, it's one of the most dramatic 
occurrences in all of the Word of God. It says when, they, when Korah led this rebellion against Moses and Aaron, against God's uh, leader and his, and his priest, that the King James, sometimes there's just no better language than King James. It says, it says that that day, it says that the, gra- that the ground clave asunder. <laughs> What's that mean? The earth split open. The earth opened up, it said, and swallowed Korah and his camp, houses and all. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of interesting because I, would you have learned? I mean, I, I've never seen the ground open up and swallow people rebelling against God. I have often thought that the wages of sin were paid immediately. That the <laughs> Bible says in Numbers that it says on the morrow, the next day, the ones that were left in the camp did it again. And again, the, the earth opened up and swallowed them whole. And then it says that there was a plague that was released within the camp. And people began to just fall dead. And Moses said, sick them, God. Boy, I'm telling you, sometimes when you lead and sometimes when you're the priesthood, you want to say, sick them. You think that's not very spiritual. Well, you do it too. That's not what Moses did. He said, Aaron, run and grab fire from off the altar. Run and get your censer. Run into the midst of the people. He said, run and stand between the living and the dead. Between the living and the dead. And make an offering for these people that the plague could be stayed. And instead of running from the opened up hole in the ground, instead of running, instead of being angry over their rebellion, the men of God ran into the midst of the plague and made an offer on their behalf. And then God began to pronounce curses on the sons of Korah. He said, on the ones that, stay, that follow his, that they will be cursed all the days of their life for the generations. He said, but if they repent, I will bless them. Then he told the, 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 the other sons, he said, if you're blessed, but if you turn against me, I'll curse you. See, God is not. And why am I telling you all this? Because there's a psalms, a song of praise now recorded that is attributed to the sons of the rebel. That, that, were under, that were, had the curse of God pronounced over them for generations. And it shows that God honors his word to bring you back to a place of praise and fruitfulness when you, will, when you will live by his ways, whenever you will turn back to him. See, it's never hopeless. I just want you to understand. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. That's who is making the statement. I feel 
burdened is the right word, impressed is the right word. I feel like it's expediently necessary to talk about some things today. About the praise and the thanksgiving to God, praise to God, the worship of God, and where we are at and what we are called to do. As I, I, I was paying attention, I always pay attention in the worship. Some of you see me flipping through my Bible and all that. That's part of who I am. There's a download going on when that happens. But there's also an awareness. that Actually, the awareness of what's going on around me is what brings the download normally. Hello? And church, we got to under... How many, if we want in the presence of a holy God... We want to walk in His strength and in His power and see the miraculous again today. To walk in the lay that we live in. And if I ask you, everyone in the house would say, yes, that's what I want. We're going to have to understand that there's a prescription. There is a, there is a, there is a formula, if you will. There is, a, there is a, a prescribed order is probably the right word to say that the word talks about. And in Psalm 100, it tells us that I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I'm going to tell you, you cannot even, you can't get to his presence without thanksgiving. You can't get into the courts without praise, much less. This is the imagery of this tabernacle, the same tabernacle. The, the, the I will enter his gates. There would have been the sons of Korah at those gates. The, thanks, uh, it, it, the, the tabernacle was laid out in, in the way that you come to God even still today. Hello? And the first, the, first, the first barrier, the first place to get you in is, a, is thanksgiving and a, that, that you're thankful. Hello? When Romans chapter 1, you get to go read that great first chapter of Romans where Paul opens up with, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. And then he begins to go and talk through the, the, the process of falling into apostasy and the process of being turned into a reprobate and being turned over. It didn't go from A to Z. It was, it was, it was when they began to do this and God did this and then they didn't turn and God did this and they didn't turn and God turned them over. And all of that, what he was talking about, that they began to worship the creation rather than the creator. It went, it went to talk about, they, they talked about God, but they honored him not as God. It talked about, it says, professing to be wise, they became fools. It, it talked about that they exchanged the natural use of a woman for something that was uh, filthy. All these things he began to, 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 to lay out. And in the middle of all these things, we, we would recognize as awful. That, we would re that anybody would recognize as obvious open sin. And Paul said, and neither were they thankful. Who means ever loved to serve somebody, work with somebody, work for maybe it's family, maybe it's friends, maybe that you've done every, maybe you've rearranged your whole week, your whole day, your whole month, your whole life. And you get to a certain point and you realize that they didn't even, they, they weren't even thankful for it. You've given everything to them.
And I want to ask you, did you love that? There's a reason why coming in. I'm talking about, if you want to know where we're going, we're talking about coming into the presence of God. Hello? Thankfulness is... is I'm just going to be as practical as I can be because we're going to understand that thankfulness is a lifestyle but I'm going to understand you can't be thankful without an open mouth it's impossible it's impossible to be thankful without opening your mouth and making it known it's impossible now I'm talking to the church today I'm talking to mag church today I'm talking about, there's reasons why the, 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 the time we live in, the place we are, why, the, the kind of church that, that is, is becoming here. Need to say a few things, right here is a good spot. I, I, I have no interest in mag looking like every church up and down the highway and all over the country. I am, I've told you a million times, I'm going to tell you again, I am so sick of cookie cutter church, I could die. So... Now, this is not a threat. This is not being ugly. I've heard preachers do a lot of threatening from the pulpit. This is not, this is not what this is. But I, I've got to tell you, if you're not comfortable, if you, if you were looking for a cookie-cutter church where you could blend into the background and nobody ever seen you come, ever seen you go, you make no contribution, and I'm not talking about finances here. Some people think they write a check. That's, their only, that's the only thing that needed of them. That you, you, you may not be comfortable at Mag Church. Because you got a pastor that will put an expectation on the body of Christ. That we're not going to sing the K-Love Top Ten every week. We're not going to abandon it because it's new. We're not going to abandon it because it's old. That we're going to sing praises to God. And by the way, I'm telling you all this thing because there's, there's Thanksgiving that happens first. We open every service. But Lord, I'm thankful. We got a church world that's so out of balance. Say, why do I keep bringing these things? Because you need to know. You need to know why I'm at. There's people people coming new all the time adding to, and uh, nearly always they'll say, "There's, there's such a difference. It's different. It's different. Mag's different. And it's not just because we welcome you and we're friendly and we got kids things and, and that we eat a lot. and that, I mean, those are all good things, praise the Lord. But that's not it. Lots of people can do that. But we're not anywhere near there yet. Because, see, the church world has got so out of balance that everything's about worship. I've got to hurry. I'll, speak, I'll talk faster if you'll listen quick. There is no worship. Listen to me. There is no worship. Worship is not possible before Thanksgiving. It's not possible. Worship is not possible before praise. Oh, we're coming to the morning worship service. Well, we understand what that means. We have a, how's the worship? Everybody, uh, universally today, that's how was the music. 
While music is part of worship, music is not worship. Most of the time, in fact, music is prescribed as praise. And you can certainly come to a place of worship. But pray, thanksgiving is commanded and demanded. You're not even going to get into the gate of his presence without it. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter his courts or with praise. Listen, I, there, there's things we misunderstand in the church world today. I can't tell you to worship God. It's not possible. Benjamin, worship God. Not, you see it done all the time. Oh, let's worship the Lord. You can, nobody can tell you to worship God. But the Bible demands and commands that you're thankful. And, it's, and it demands praise. Oh, come on, somebody. Let me tell you something about praise. He can, lead, he can ask you to praise. I can ask you to praise. Cat can ask you to praise. You can ask them to praise. Because, see, praise, praise is definitive what it is. Pray, and and, and there's, there's a million ways to praise. But there's no way to praise silently. There is no, listen to me, church, I'm talking about where, 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 what it takes to build a powerful church that affects a whole region. But see, worship has become a spectator sport. Worship. Worship become, has become a spectator sport. You put talented people on the stage, get the lighting just right, and everybody decides if they're good or not. Amen or oh me. That's not worship. Nearly most of the Psalms are a praise to a living God. And there's no way to praise quietly. Praise is an action. Praise is a participation. Praise is a command. And er Psalm 150. Psalm 150 is the last one. Praise the Lord. Praise God in a sanctuary. Right here. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Hold on just a minute. Because when we were, I thought there's people in this house this morning, when we were singing, when we were affirming who He is, when we were talking about I will, making declaration, when we were talking about to God be the glory. Oh, that ought, when that, that, that's an anthem that ought to stir you to the depths of your soul. To God be the glory. Yeah, that, that, that should stir 
everything in your being. And I thought, there's people here that don't know that they have anything to praise Him for and to give Him glory for. We've come to such a place that we don't think if our life is just right that we don't have anything to praise God for. Some of you won't praise God for the breath in your lungs because you just assume have died. Some of you might be mad about that you woke up this morning. But I'm going to tell you that your days were assigned by Him before you were ever born. I'm going to tell you that it says that He created man with a number of days. And if you're still here, it's because He wanted you to be. Oh, that makes some people say, well, what about the one that took their life? Or what about the one that was something tragic? That God had, well, there's some mysteries of God that are really interesting, but I'm going to tell you the will of God is not always played out. Oh, I've got to get back to praise Him. But the, see, you can't cross things without, see, that's the thing about mag. We just take the time to, you can't cross things without talking about it. How many of you know that the will of God is not always played out? Now, the plan of God will be played out to the letter. But God's will is not always played out. Somebody needs to hear that in this house. Because you're a factor in God's will for your life. Oh. I see. Hmm. Well, let me explain a few things. The Bible said, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning. The Word of God says that He's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. So that are ever, did I, do everyone come to repentance? Does everyone come to repentance? In fact, most don't. It's the will of God that all would. He's not willing, it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What's the factor in that? You. How do I know that God's will is not always played out? Remember when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Remember? You'll recognize. They said, Jesus said, all right, I'll do it. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What did he begin to request? Thy, uh, thy kingdom come. What was the prayer? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is is as it is present tense and affirmative our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth I'm praying Jesus is saying I'm teaching you how to pray I'm praying that your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven You have something, if you're alive, you got something to praise him for because he's given you a number of days. Oh. So Noah, if I swallow a handful of pills and make the decision for him, you're just outside of God's will. 
If I stick a 45 in the roof of my mouth and take the back of my head off, God, that wasn't your appointed number of days. That was, that was you outside of God's will. Somebody gets drunk into a car and plows down through and kills your whole family. That wasn't God's will for your life. By the way, your sin affects other people. Mm. Mm. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the power of His firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him with the loud cymbals. Praise Him with the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything, everything that has breath praise the Lord. You cannot praise silently. Tiffany Sims. You don't know her. And she's gone to the Lord now. Tiffany Cox Sims. That's Ryan Cox's daughter. Died with the same awful, dreadful, terrible disease as her mother. I don't understand that. You said, neither do I. Raised in a preacher's home. Watched her daddy take care of her mother for 28 years as she slipped into further and further away from being able to function. And then Tiffany, here she is. And one Sunday, she came up to her daddy and she had a tattoo across her wrist and she said, oh, Tiffany. Oh, why, why, why? He said, I was so mad at her. She was already quite impaired. That, that right there. And said, I will praise him. Some of you is upset because I'm talking about that. I will praise him. Oh, Tiff. Tiffany was a worship leader at one of the largest churches in Alabama. Her daddy pastored there until he retired. Now our brother-in-law. Sung like an angel. Now she's got this debilitating disease that she knows is going to take her life. But before it does, it's going to lock her inside of her body where she can't walk and where she can't smile anymore and where she can't... Two weeks later, two weeks she went from being able to talk to mute. Two weeks later. And so they rolled Tiffany down front of Kingwood Church, just like they always did. And the music began to play. And she was the worship leader, had been for years. Now she's mute. I said, you can't pray silently. Now she's mute. This is not some story out of some book. This is first-hand account from a man that I know and love and mentors me and that walks with me and has had every hand in life dealt the wrong way. Not every hand, but a lot of them. 
rolled her down to the front of Kingwood Church. Now she's locked in a wheelchair. Now she can't even speak. And the husband rolls her down, and the music began to play, and the spirit began to move. And, but Tiffany could still raise that hand, and she went, I will praise him. I will praise him. Sister, her Stacy, today in the same nursing home her mama was in, same place her sister died, same place her mama died. She has about one finger. They'll put a laptop. She wants her, her iPad in front of her, and they said it'll take her three hours and block letters to go. And pass them back up. And it'll say things. It's on Facebook. Go look. It'll say, I trust you. I love him. He is my peace. He is my strength. Let everything you can't praise God silently. Church, you've got to get past the notion that, I, that, 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 that praise and worship is a spectator sport and that I can do it quietly and silently. There is no way to praise God quietly. You can't think it. I want to ask you, if, 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 can you be, can, somebody can live graciously and thankfully around you, but I'm going to ask you, how long could you live with somebody that was never voiced that they were thankful? You can't be thankful to God quietly. You can't be, you can demonstrate it, but you got to voice it. You can't praise God, you can't praise God silently. It doesn't work that way. I'm talking, church, I'm talking about getting into the presence of God. I'm talking about how we get there. Worship is not a set of psalms. Worship is not a set of music. If worship, pray, and, and by the way, you can be led to and told to praise. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Go ahead and do it. And many other ways. If Noah was up there, I'd tell him to hammer down on the drums. Why? Because I'd say, Noah, give him a praise. No, I'm talking about why Mag's different and going to be different. Because, see, it's all, the, the church world has become about you and us. It's became about us. The church world has become about entertainment. The church world has become uh, 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 about a prescription on Sunday. Whenever the church world is about him, the, church, the, the presence of the Lord is about him. The reason we gather is about him. The reason that, he, that, 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 we, we even, that we sing is about him. The reason that we, that we shout a hallelujah is about him because he deserves it. The reason that, we, that we're thankful is about him. The reason that I'm even bothering to talk about it on a Sunday morning is because the only way the power is going to come back to the the church is when the church realizes that it's about him and that the only way you're going to get there is when you become thankful when you get over yourself and begin to praise him because he is God 
The reason, I'll tell you, I'm, I, I'll just rip it clean. The reason we don't praise Him is because of our foolish pride. The reason that we're silent is because we're embarrassed. The reason that we're quiet is we're going to have, we're afraid somebody's going to say, oh, they're one of them. I've heard about them people. The reason that you can't use your own voice, the reason that you won't clap, the reason that it's the reason is because, oh, I'm intimidated. There you have nothing to be intimidated in the presence of a holy God. And I'm going to tell you the benefits will not only be eternal, but it'll be instant. The bar, he said, when I be lifted up, you want your family drawn to God? Begin to be thankful. Begin to praise Him. And when you begin to thank Him, when you begin to praise Him, you're going to come into His gates. You're going to come into His courts. And when you begin to affirm who He is, when you begin to lift Him up, He says that He's indwelled, He's enthroned, that His presence is in the praises of His people. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen when you begin to praise Him. His presence is going to show up right there on the spot in your life in your church service in your surroundings and all of a sudden they're going to go from it because he, when he manifests his presence to you and to your church you'll all of a sudden be in the presence of a holy God and then worship will begin to occur see worship is a response to the presence of a holy God worship you have not worshipped until you've responded. Not to the singer, not to the preacher, not to the team. It's when you have been thankful. It's when you have began to praise. It's when you can start progressing through his... See, there was only one way in, Brother Matt. There wasn't a back door to the tabernacle. There was only one way to the Holy of Holies. That was through the gate, through the court, through the, through the court of the Gentiles, through, into the holy place, and then into the holy of holies. Back then, it showed us today what, in symbolism, but back then, one man once a year could walk into the holy of holies. Today, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, because when he declared on the cross that it is finished, it says when he declared that it was finished, that the veil in the temple, which separated the holy place from the holy of holies, the word of God says that the moment that he said it is finished, it said that the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. From top to bottom, from God to man. It said when the veil of the temple was rent from, from God to man, it opened up the Holy of Holies to you, to me, to anybody, anytime, anywhere. Because the writer of Hebrew says that now I can come boldly into the throne of grace and obtain mercy and obtain help in my time of need. You got help, you got things you need from God, I'm going to tell you. Live a lifestyle of thankfulness. Live a lifestyle of praise. Can't do that quietly. There ain't going to be any secret Christians in heaven. I got news for you. <laughs> Not interested in being a cookie cutter church. I told you before I was raised in a, in a church that was white hot on fire for God and I'm going to tell you sometimes we sing the same songs as the church down the street but I'm going to tell you we may have sang the same songs but we didn't have but, we, but it wasn't the same tune oh it was the same medley oh we said the same words and the piano player played the same notes but there was something very 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 different 
It's because the praises of God began to go up. And the heavens began to open. And no, sir, don't. Bite, I, I, I'm just going to tell you, say, oh, it's just a bunch of emotionalism. You bite your tongue. I've seen emotionalism, and it happens mostly today in these goofy churches that we're idolizing. You want to see emotionalism, I'll throw it on the screen, and I'll show you what emotionalism looks like. When we train our worship leaders that you've got to be high energy and dance. Listen, I want you to be high energy and dance, but, it, but it's not a performance. You don't tell me about emotionalism. We advertise emotionalism everywhere and call it worship, but, when, but we're ashamed of what's real. talking about blessed is the man blessed is the man whose strength is in you it says who passing through the valley of Baca Valley of Baca, the valley of dryness. Can mean tears, it can mean dry. Fasting through the valley of Baca, he's talking about dryness because he says, he says, blessed is the man whose strength is in the Lord and whose, whose heart are the ways of him. Who, it says, who passing, the man passing through the valley of dryness makes it a well. The rain also fills the pools. He's talking about the man that walks in the strength of the Lord, that he can walk into the dry places of life. And because of what he walks in, that it'll be dew on the ground, that it'll be, that it'll be water in the pools, that it'll, come on somebody. Nobody ever, God never one time promised you that life would be easy. Coming to Jesus, these fools have taught you that, that it means you'll never be sick. It means you'll never have any trouble. God never promised any of that. In fact, he promised the opposite. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He, he said, anybody that, Paul said, anybody that desires to lead a godly life will face tribulation. Jesus promised it. He said, if, he said, it's likened to the man who built his house upon the sand. His house being your life. He talked about two men in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. He talked about two men and two houses, talking about their life. He said, it's likened to the man that built his house upon the rock. He talked about the man on the rock first. The rock is Christ Jesus. The man is you and I, and the house is the life. He said, he said it's like unto the man that built his house upon the rock. Jesus said, when the floods came, when the rains came, when the wind blew, not if, when. And it said, it beat. And you look it up, it said, it's a violent, catastrophic wind. It beat against the house. And it says that the house stood. And he said, 
And it's like to the foolish man who built his life on the sand. Any old thing you want to believe, any old thing other than him. It could be he built his life upon their job. He built his life upon their checking account. He built his life upon his girlfriend. He built his life upon his boyfriend. He built his life upon his marriage. He built his life upon his ability to produce. He built his life on. He said, when the storms came, said when the rain fell, when the wind blew against the house violently, boom. It says that the house fell. And he said, and it wasn't just a little damage. It says that the house fell. And great was the fall thereof. And I want to tell you something. Both men had a house. They built their life on something. Both men had a life and they built it on something. Both accounts, the wind came to everybody. The shaking comes. The wind blew hard. Gale force violently that was coming against it. So, same situations. The difference is where they were built, where they were planted, and what they stood on. Same lives, same situations. One withstood everything, and one fell, collapsed, utterly destroyed in the same storm. I've got a set of friends right now that life hasn't dealt on what we call a fair, a fair hand. They were ministers of the gospel. They're hateful, bitter suicidal everything you can think of because they don't understand why I've given my life to the Lord and now look at me I thought did you ever read the book that you preached because he doesn't promise you any he doesn't promise you health he doesn't promise you easy he doesn't prom, he doesn't prom, he doesn't promise you any of those things what he promises you is when you go through it I'll be with you he says, when, when the storm comes, I'll be there. When the waters roll in against you, I'll be, I'll be in it with you. When, 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 it, when, when the trials of life come hard, when the enemy comes in like a flood, he says, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. How can one almost cuss God and die because their life has, and, and one can raise an arm and say, I don't know what you're going through. Some of there's people here, my spirit from first note was dealing with people that don't think they have anything to praise him for because of what they're going through. If you don't praise him for anything else, you praise him because he's God. And settle it in your heart that no matter what you go through and what life deals, that God, He is good. I don't have to understand Him. I, in fact, He commands you not to try. You quote it. You quote Proverbs chapter 5 all the time. You may not know the address, but you quote it all the time. You've heard it all the time. You quote it all the time. You re trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Paul said, God, why do I have this trouble? Take it away from me. No. Take it away from me. No. Take it away from me. No. God answered his prayer. He told him no. No is an answer. If you don't believe that, if you got kids, you learn. If you didn't believe it before, when you get kids, you'll learn real quick that no is an answer. No is an answer. Why? Because you need it. You know what Paul said to, you know what God said to Paul? You need it. You know what Paul, what God said to Job? After all, everybody's dead. All the money's gone. All the livestock's gone. The houses are gone. The families are gone. All that stuff. And Job says, why? And God said, nothing. We know more about Job's trials and why than Job ever did. God said, nothing. He said, where were you when, the, when I formed the earth? He said, where were you, Job, when I hung the stars in the space and they, when I flung them out and they stayed there? Where were you when I set the planets in orbit and they don't collide? Where were you when I told the ocean it can only go right there and it had to stop? Where were you? You know what Job said? Never mind. Never mind. He said, Though he slay me, yet will I serve him. He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, I don't understand it all. He said, but I know that my Redeemer lives. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going to face. I don't know what you'll face before. I don't know what you'll face tomorrow. I don't know what I'll face. I know what I've faced before, and God was good. I don't know what I'll face tomorrow, but come what may, Grady, God will be good. The suffering of this present time, Paul said, is yet for a moment. It's not worthy to be compared with the glory which is to come. Church, he is worthy of your thanks. He is worthy of your praise. And when we learn, not because the preacher come up and, I mean, I'm going to keep leading you. I'll keep stopping the music and say, hey, are you awake? I'll keep stopping the music and say, why don't you, why don't you give him a, a hand clap of praise? I'll keep stopping the music and say, why don't you give him thanks and praise and, and because he deserves it? I'll keep, I'll keep stopping. I'll even in the prayer meeting say, you, I need to hear your voice. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. <laughs> if you're praying the word, somebody, hello. No, these aren't, these aren't lectures. These are instruction. These aren't, these aren't, these are, this isn't rebuke or, or even reproof. This is guidance. This is how you get your prayers answered. This is how, this is how, when you're dry in a dry and thirsty place, and we all go there. We all have a valley of Baca. Right. This is how the rains come and the pools fill up. 
This is how spouses get saved. This is how friends at work get saved. This is how children get saved. Rebellious children get saved. This is, this is, how, this is how when they see that no matter what comes your way, that you're not ignorant, you're not foolish, you're not stupid, that you're unshaken, that you're unmoved, that the storms of life don't knock you down. Because I'm going to tell you, people aren't really, aren't really learning that much from you on your mountains. Everybody knows how to act on the mountaintop. Well, some people don't. But every, we all know how to celebrate on the mountains. I tell you when they're watching you, when you're the biggest influence in your life. Ron Cox, same guy, talks about my late wife Lisa paralyzed from the shoulders down, from here down, in that contraption of a wheelchair. Then when the Spirit of God was moving, when she couldn't run, when she couldn't move, that she could, you could hear that, you could hear that button and go beep, beep. You can hear that power turning on, beep, beep, like Roadrunner. And when she, when she could make that wheelchair chase those runners. <laughs> when, the people would, when people would shout around the altar, when she would hold that thing up against her and it would go. You know what I always thought when she had twirled that chair? I was thinking, David danced before the Lord with all of his might. It's not about our situations. It's about who he is. Listen, my pride is not my pride is not going to get in the way of being able to walk into the presence of a living and holy God because his son paid a horrific price for me to have the privilege. Now, see, I don't have to go to the priest. I don't have to go sit in a box somewhere. Well, that's why I have a problem with that. There's one mediator between God and man, it's the man Christ Jesus. Yeah, see, see, he paid a price where I no longer had to go down the street to the tabernacle and find the high priest at home and, 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 and tell him what was going on and bring my lamb, bring my turtle dove, bring my bull, bring, and, and present it to him and let him inspect it for my sin. I can just go straight into the throne room Amen. and obtain mercy and obtain grace in my time of trouble. I don't, I, don't even have to do, I don't even have to be sheepish when I do it. I don't even have to come in on my knees. That's what Martin Luther couldn't take anymore. Martin Luther couldn't take anymore seeing people hopping around on the church steps on their bare knees doing penance, trying to get to God. I don't even have to walk in sheepishly or, on, or hopping around my knees. I can just walk in. It says I can walk boldly into the throne of grace. And obtain, oh, that's, that's why. That's why we'll stop the music and say, I'll praise him. That's why I say, oh, listen to what you're singing. You're, it's a prayer. Listen to what you're singing. It's an anthem. Listen to what you're saying. Singing. It's a, it's a declaration. Get out of this room. Get off of this row. I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about when the words go on the screen and the music starts. And, and you it, get out of this room. Get out of this row. Get out of that chair and get in and begin to declare and begin to be thankful and begin to praise. Begin, let it be your song. It's vertical. 
not horizontal. And I want to tell you, as often demonstrated by a little lady on the back row that I love, you've seen often times when one person punches through vertically that it'll become horizontal to the whole congregation really quick. What would happen? What would happen if it spread? We used to sing that old song. What would happen if two or three agree? That would get together and just believe. What would happen? Father, I love you today. Thank you for your message. Thankful for your spirit. Lord, I'm thankful for what you're doing, what you're developing, what you're building. That faith is being built by your word. Lord, I'm thankful that, that, that we can come into your presence. Lord, I'm thankful that we can worship you, that we can praise you, that you're not a God of wood or stone. And God, that you're not a God that's been taking a nap for 2,000 years. I'm thankful that you reveal the truth, that you're active and powerful in our life today, that, you're, that you, didn't, you're, you didn't walk out on us when the last apostle died, that you are, that you have put us in the kingdom for such a time as this, and Lord, that you raise up a bold, powerful church in Mauriceville, Texas, that will take the power and the glory of God to an entire region by the moving of your spirit when it begins to touch real hearts and real lives, and we're thankful for it today. To God be the glory. Stand and sing it. Stand and sing it. To God be the glory.